You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day during the week day. Make sure to watch and subscribe to the show on YouTube, our fifth week on YouTube, getting closer to 600 subscribers, but we want to get to 700 by the end of the week. So go over to YouTube.com, search Locked On Panthers, click on the blue one, not the red one. We're Carolina Panthers, not Florida Panthers, and click the red subscribe button. Or if you're watching the show right now, I believe right down here is a box you can click on to subscribe, so go ahead and do it. If you don't want to watch on YouTube, that's fine. You can still subscribe to YouTube and listen on all the traditional podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, where you should rate, review, and subscribe. You can also check us out on Spotify and wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council, or if you only watch on YouTube, Put a comment there on whatever video from that week. Just put Friday mailbag, and I will answer your question on Friday. Buddy, the Malik Willis hype train is about to leave the station because he wowed the entire National Football League and all the scouts on Tuesday afternoon at Liberty's Pro Day. And we've talked about Malik Willis. We've talked about Kenny Pickett. Those are by far the top two quarterbacks in his 2022 draft class. It's not a draft class that has overwhelming quarterback talent. The questions coming into this draft about these quarterbacks are whether any of them can truly turn out to be a franchise quarterback. We're seeing now in the National Football League that having competent uh, competent quarterback and above-average quarterback is just not good enough. We're going to find out the Oakland Raiders, or the Las Vegas Raiders now, whether a guy like Derek Carr is truly good enough. As you have Justin Herbert in that division in the AFC West, and there's still question marks about him. You have a Super Bowl winner in Russell Wilson, who just entered a division now with Denver. And, of course, you have Patrick Mahomes, who might already be a Hall of Famer. That's how good he's been so far in the first four or five years of his career, however long it's been so far. We're going to see if a above-average quarterback like Derek Carr is good enough to win. But we've seen in the past now that guys like Baker Mayfield no longer good enough as the Cleveland Browns have traded for Deshaun Watson in hopes that they can compete in an ultra-competitive conference now. We see it time and time again. Last year with the Rams, they got rid of Jared Goff, who got them to a Super Bowl and went out and got Matthew Stafford, who in year one won a Super Bowl. The question, though, is, is Kenny Pickett good enough to do that? There's folks out there that believe that while he looked great last year, going from 13 touchdown passes to 42 touchdown passes in his final year at Pitt and showing over the course of several seasons that he could master an offense, which is important when you get to the National Football League. You're going to be in a system. Hopefully, if you're lucky, you're going to get to a system that you're going to be able to learn and stay in for the course of your career, or at least for a decent amount of time and not having to change systems and change offenses and learn one every single year, like we've seen with some of the quarterbacks that have failed early on in their career, like Marcus Mariota, who in Tennessee, his first four years, had a different play caller. Now he's with one of them in Atlanta with Arthur Smith, but he did not have success in large part because he never had the continuity. That's so important for quarterbacks when they come into the National Football League and going to a good system. So Kenny Pickett at least showed with the continuity of three years with Mark Whipple, who worked at Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, that he could master an offense. There's also a ton of bad tape out there of him throwing interceptions, of him not holding onto the football because of his eight and a half inch hands that 
all of a sudden magically have now grown a half inch or an eighth of an inch to now where he's at three and fifth, five eighths of an inch as Carolina Panthers examined his hand on Monday at his pro day up in Pittsburgh. But the question is, has Kenny Pickett tapped out on far as his potential? Is he not going to get any better than he already is right now? He might be the most ready quarterback, but does he have the highest ceiling of the quarterbacks in this draft? Malik Willis is thought to be the highest of the ceiling quarterbacks in the 2022 class. There's also seems to be a consensus that Malik Willis should sit back for a year and learn before being handed the keys to a franchise, which makes it hard to believe that the Carolina Panthers would be in on Wallace. Although, like on Monday, when they sent the large contingency up to Pittsburgh, they were there in Lynchburg, Virginia on Tuesday watching Malik Willis. Matt Rule was giddy, was cheesing all day. Scott Fitterer was there. You had OC Ben McAdoo once again on hand. I think they also had Dan Morgan once again, who was also in Pittsburgh, and Pat Stewart. They were sending everyone this week to go check out the quarterbacks. On Monday was Kenny Pickett. On Tuesday, it's Malik Willis. On Wednesday, it's Matt Crowd down at Ole Miss. And on Thursday, it's Desmond Ritter up in Cincinnati. They are going all in right now this week trying to figure out what their quarterback options are via the draft. There could be four that go in the first round. We've seen a lot of teams be desperate and try to find quarterbacks. We've also, in the last week, since the quarterback dominoes of Russell Wilson going to Denver have fallen, Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, same thing with Sean Watson now going to Cleveland, even Carson Wentz leaving Indianapolis, getting traded to the Washington football team. We're seeing a lot of these dominoes fall, and we're trying to figure out what's available and what teams might go after them. I'm just looking at the NFL draft order right now at the Carolina Panthers, sitting there at six, who would be the first team, in my opinion, that would want to get a quarterback. The Jets already have their guy in Zach Wilson, even though I think he's going to be a complete bust. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is there in Jacksonville, so they don't need a quarterback, which is good for them that they got him last season. The Giants, they say they're sticking with Daniel Jones. Um, who else is up there? Houston. They have Davis Mills. So none of the teams. Detroit could be one that would want to take a quarterback at two. But do they really want to do that? They have Jared Goff, who Dan Campbell swears by, and Brad, Brad Allen, who's also the general manager, who came from L.A. They say they believe in him, and they want to give him an opportunity to be a starter. And Goff wasn't bad last year, per se. The fact is the Lions are a terrible organization. They don't have the infrastructure for anyone to win there. Even a great quarterback like Matthew Stafford, did nothing in 12 seasons, and then as soon as he goes to an organization that has players around him, what happens? They win the Super Bowl. Carolina sitting at six seems like the first team that would take a quarterback potentially at their draft spot, at their draft spot, even if you think that might be a little bit too rich. And I agree with you. There's probably not a single quarterback in this draft that should go top 10. That does not mean that Pickett or Willis won't go top 10. Because after what Malik Willis did on Tuesday, it seems like he earned himself a lot of money, and a lot of teams are starting to fall in love with him. I even saw someone tweet out, oh, looks like he's definitely going to go, you know, in the top 12 or whatever. And someone said, hey, take off the one. He's going to go in the top 10. He could be second overall to Detroit or something like that, which seems wild to me. But Carolina, in my opinion, would be the first team that would be very interested in Malik Willis. They're doing their due diligence. They talked with the combine. Again, they talked to him at the pro day. And as they have their interviews heading into the NFL draft next month, they will speak to Malik Willis and all the quarterbacks. I'm sure that could be an option for them at sixth overall. Now, will he be the top player on their board once they get to six? Will they go best player available? Will they trade back? I don't know. That's a conversation I do want to get into here later on on today's show. Atlanta sitting at eight. Malik Willis is from the Atlanta area. That would make a lot of sense. They already tried to do the hometown hero thing with Deshaun Watson before he said, Actually, I'm going to get the bag for $230 million guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns. Seattle at nine. 
They're telling us that they believe in Drew Locke. They're actively lying to us and themselves if they think Drew Locke is the answer. Washington, yeah, they brought in Carson Wentz. This might be his last chance to dance and be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But at 11, they were there again like they were on Monday with Kenny Pickett at his pro day. They were there, a large contingent of contingent of them looking to see if that's the right guy. And they could go after Malik Willis, New Orleans. They have Jameis Winston, I think, at 18. They could get a quarterback if they wanted one. But I also look at the situation in New Orleans where you gave Jameis a $21 million guaranteed. You gave him a two-year deal. If anything, he's the starter this year. If he does not pan out, that would not preclude them from next season going out and drafting a quarterback in a draft that might have better quarterbacks with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. That's the opinion right now. Things obviously could change over the course of a year. Pittsburgh at 20. There's been so many reports that Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers are in love with Malik Willis for the second day in a row. He was there as the only other head coach in the National Football League, not named Matt Rule, at one of these pro days. So he is certainly interested in finding a successor to Ben Roethlisberger. This year, it's it's Mitch Trubisky, but two years, $14 million. That is not going to preclude the Pittsburgh Steelers from trying to find an answer at quarterback. And number 32, as I mentioned before, the Detroit Lions. If they want to take a quarterback, it makes far more sense to do it at 32 than at two, unless you're concerned that Willis or Pickett, those are your guys, they might be gone. People are falling in love with Malik Willis. It's hard not to. His arm strength, the personality that he showed on Tuesday, the celebration after that 65-yard bomb, like it was unbelievable. He was having fun out there. Just the difference when watching Kenny Pickett's on Monday. And this is not me bashing Kenny Pickett. Don't like take this out of shade. He just kind of seemed really quiet. And I was hearing EJ Manuel on ACC Network with West Durham just talking about it. He would like to see him be a little bit more vocal and show a little more passion and in that kind of personality. But he didn't do that. That might not be who he is. And that's fine. And that's what also EJ Manuel said. If you're not that kind of guy, then don't try and pretend to be that kind of guy. Whereas Malik Willis like he was feeling it. He was pumping up the crowd. He was smiling the whole time with his quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, who also works out with Deshaun Watson, some of the other popular black quarterbacks in the NFL. I like him. It, it, you can't help but like him. Look, look at his legs, man. Like the little tree trunks. He looks like an athlete. He's a little shorter, but we've seen with Russell Wilson recently and even Drew Brees that it doesn't matter the size. If you're six foot and Kyler Murray, he's had success. The six-foot quarterbacks, that's no longer something to be concerned about. Kenny Pickett at 6'3", 217 is the ideal size, at least the prototypical size. But Malik Willis might be the better athlete. Has a stronger arm. He just played at Liberty. Didn't get a chance to play at Auburn when he was down there before transferring to go play for Hugh Freeze. who's a great offensive mind and head coach in college football, despite all his warts. I like what I've seen on Malik Willis. I'm just not trying to get too caught up off of a pro day. Zach Wilson looked great in his pro day. Trevor Lawrence looked great in his pro day. Sam Darnold, everyone who, I just want to know, like, can you name me a single player who did not look good at their pro day? I, I want to know, because every time we do this, we get so caught up and fall in love. And that's that's the time of the year. Draft crush season. If you fall in love with somebody, good for you. If That might be the right guy, or they'll turn out to be a bust. And as we've talked about when it comes to quarterbacks, it's all a crapshoot. But right now, if they're going to take somebody, for me, I'm going to go with the upside. I'm going to go with Malik Willis. I like him. And I've seen tweets out there saying, please, Carolina Panthers, bring back Cam, draft Malik, have him, have him waiting in the wings. He played for Cam Newton 7-on-17. Seven They're both from Atlanta. Like, that would be the perfect situation for Carolina in 2022. But the problem is, 
Matt Rule, he's going to want to win. And is Willis really someone that they can invest in? Now, mind you, Scott Fitterer, who should not be going anywhere, just no matter what happens this upcoming season, win-loss-wise, at some point, he, for his own benefit, needs to find a quarterback. So might he override Matt Rule? And might David Tepper fall in love with Malik Willis and sign off on it? And he be the answer for the Carolina Panthers at quarterback? But that's unlikely to be in 2022. My takeaway, though, is, boy, that guy is fun. And I'd like to see potentially what he could do in a Carolina Panthers uniform. I'm just not quite sure whether he'll get the opportunity to do it here in Carolina. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what the Panthers are going to do at quarterback in 2022. Baker Mayfield, he says he's apparently not interested in coming to Carolina. Hey, Baker, feeling is mutual. We'll get into it here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. We are closing in on the month of April, and if you haven't already, I'm sure that you've given up on your New Year's resolution, but you shouldn't. And I'm not going to do it. We're going to stick to our resolution of eating right. And thanks to Bill Bar, it almost feels like we don't really have a resolution because we actually enjoy eating them. Have y'all tried the Bill Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, pups included. That's 100% real chocolate on every single Bilt Bar. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and they're better for you. So go to Bilt.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. So the Carolina Panthers have pretty much committed this entire week at looking at the quarterback prospect coming out of college via the draft next month down in Las Vegas, April 28th through April 30th. On Monday, it was Kenny Pickett. On Tuesday, it was Malik Willis wowing the Panthers and the rest of the NFL world of his arm, his athleticism, just his overall effervescent personality that was exuding out of the TV on NFL Network on Tuesday afternoon. On Wednesday, today's Matt Corral's turned down in Oxford, Mississippi. By the way, if y'all have never been to Oxford, Mississippi, what a beautiful place. I don't really have a lot to say about the state of Mississippi other than Oxford is dope. Go to City Grocery down in the square. That's not an endorsement. No free ads, but still, just go. Actually, it is an endorsement. Go. Uh, Thursday, tomorrow, will be Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati, who, you look at the quarterback prospects up there, he had the best career out of all of them, winning multiple championships in the AAC, going to the playoff last year, the first group of five team to ever go to the college football playoff him and Sam Howell have had the best careers and they're not considered the top two quarterbacks in this draft which is a little bit curious to me that Kenny Pickett who was not good at all and probably would not have been drafted a year ago is now considered the top quarterback Malik Willis who there was hype about Malik Willis going into the season and he might have struggled a little bit and he has the upside and I like it I've told y'all I'm interested they're gonna get either Pickett or Willis I'm on team Malik Willis right now but still there's still some things that are left to be desired when you evaluate Malik Willis. But again, I feel like he has the highest upside and I would not be against it at all. I'm still just trying to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. Because if it's not going to be a rookie, then who is it going to be? I know a lot of y'all are still asking me about, hey, Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns, they traded 
of three first round picks. And I think they also ended up trading more. We found out yesterday um, on Monday that they had even more compensation, but they traded all those picks to get Deshaun Watson and gave him the five year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract resetting the market for quarterback contracts moving forward in the National Football League, meaning that Baker Mayfield is on the outs. They even got rid of Case Keenum, traded him away. I think the Buffalo to be the backup. And now that they have tra- they've signed Jacoby Brissett to be the backup, Baker Mayfield over the course of three days went from QB1 to QB3, even though he won't be around much longer. And according to reports from Aaron Wilson, who was all over the Deshaun Watson story, the Panthers and Baker Mayfield have – Mutual disinterest in working together. Thank God. Woo! I don't want that to happen. He writes Mayfield had expressed interest in the Indianapolis Colts, but they preferred and moved on to trade for Atlanta Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan because that's what smart teams do. They go and get a former MVP instead of someone who's a complete headache and might not be the long-term answer. The Seattle Seahawks are another team that Mayfield is interested in being traded to, according to league sources. One NFL team that isn't a fit for Mayfield is the Carolina Panthers. Mayfield has expressed interest in being traded to the NFC South, has, has not expressed interest in being traded to the NFC South franchise, and the feeling is mutual, according to league sources. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. The Panthers are evaluating NFL quarterback prospects this week, including Kenny Pickett from Pitt, Levery's Malik Willis. The consensus in NFL circles is that Mayfield wouldn't provide Carolina with a major upgrade over Sam Darnold, who is currently under contract. And by the way, both of them last year had their fifth-year options exercised, meaning they're both making $18.858 million, almost $38 million combined if they were going to bring in Baker Mayfield for two quarterbacks who might not be the long-term answer. And I had said to y'all when you asked me about trading for Baker Mayfield, have we not learned our lesson already they've chased after quarterbacks who are great that don't want to come here Deshaun Watson most recently the latest embarrassment um Matthew Stafford smart on his part won a Super Bowl uh Russell Wilson I don't want to come to Carolina I want to go to a winning organization he goes to Denver and then they've gone after a quarterback that they hoped might with his upside and his youth could be in a better situation could succeed and Sam Darnold, and they traded away a second, fourth, and a sixth, and that did not work. They traded away more for Sam Darnold than for Matt Ryan, and I understand the context that Ryan is older, and he probably only has maybe two, three seasons tops of still being a good quarterback in the league, but what the hell are you doing trading that much for a guy who was the worst quarterback in the National Football League before coming to Carolina, where he then proved, without a doubt, he is the worst starting quarterback in the National Football League. But here's my thing, though. If they don't view Jimmy G, who had soldier, shoulder surgery a couple weeks ago and might not be really ready to go until a couple weeks before training camp, if they don't view him or Baker Mayfield, who certainly overplayed his hand and thinking that he can request a trade when no team in the NFL currently even wants him. The Seahawks are like, Drew Locke, better than Baker Mayfield. Why do they believe that? Who knows? There's recreational that's legal. That's legal there in Seattle. Maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Either way, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, the Panthers don't view them as much of an upgrade. So that would point to them running it back with Sam, right? If they don't love any of the quarterbacks in the draft and they're sitting there at six and they're thinking, well, that's too rich and we don't want to trade back. And Scott Fitter said in the past that we're not going to pass over a generational player that can help us right away, which will lead you to believe they're probably going to sit there at six and take someone that's not a quarterback. That would point to them running it back with Sam Darnold, right? All signs currently, as I'm evaluating it, are pointing to Sam Darnold 
being the starter week one. I know that's not what they want to do, and I don't blame them. I know you watching and listening don't want that to happen. I don't necessarily want it to happen. I also don't want them to go trade for Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield, which apparently they don't want to do, and not necessarily sold on any of the quarterbacks. I know I said yesterday that they get a left tackle that I would be fine with it, and I still would be fine with it as long as Malik Willis, even though six probably doesn't make a lot of sense. So if they're not going to get him at six, they're probably not going to get him at all. They can try to trade back into the back half of the first round, but are we really going to give up more picks chasing after quarterbacks who we don't know are the long-term answer? With the rookie, you have time with that rookie deal to try and figure it out. But still, it doesn't solve anything this year, and Matt Rule is trying to not lose his job. He told us that he's not going to do anything that hurts the long-term prognosis of the Carolina Panthers organization, but the long-term prognosis of him being the head coach here will not last past the month of January 2023 if he does not get the team to the freaking playoffs. So again, looking at the options, Marlott is off the table. Winston's off the table. We'll see. I saw Sheena Quick reported that they've had conversations with Cam. Maybe it's going to be a Cam Newton versus Baker, um, Sam Donald in competition on hard knocks. And I can't imagine what the reaction would be. I can, but I don't want to think about it. What the reaction would be if once again, they bench Cam for Sam Darnold. Would be wild but I would not put it past Matt Rule and his coaching staff to do exactly that if they bring back Cam. Cam's already said, I don't want to come back for no 5-12, and 12, and y'all should also want more for Cameron Jarrell Newton than coming back here and playing for a team that doesn't really want him and is only using him as a bridge or as a gimmick. And I want more for Cam, the greatest quarterback in his franchise's history, than having to come in here and be a part of this stupid charade with potentially Sam Darnold. So... Right now, it seems like the sign's pointing back to Sam Darnold. I know they want to do something different. But does it really make a lot of sense for them to do something different right now if they're not going to trade for Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield? And these quarterbacks might not be actually worth the number six overall pick. Trading back is an option, I understand. But that also means you're bypassing a player who might actually give you what you need for the next 10 years here in Carolina. We'll see what happens. I'm just looking at the situation. I'm trying to evaluate everything that's going on. And buddy, who it is looking like Sam Darnold right now. Plenty of time. Got a month about. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So Mel Kiper Jr. brought out his mock draft 3.0, a different player that we have not seen to mock to the Carolina Panthers at a position of need. That Scott Fitterer brought up a couple of weeks ago at exit interviews. We'll get into that here in just a moment. Okay, so actually going to use a visual aid, which I don't typically do when doing these live reads. Usually turn the camera off, but here it is. AG1 from Athletic Greens, our next partner, has a product I literally use every day. And how did I start taking Athletic Greens? Well, because Locked On and AG1 sent it to me. Folks, this stuff is really good. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens every day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Their special blend of this of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. So basically, you just take this, this can, you got the little shaker over here, you put in a dollop of that, about 12 ounces of water is what I do every morning, put it in, shake it up. You probably want to take this right before you eat or after you work out. It's great for you. And, you know, the taste isn't the best, but it's actually 
not bad at all. I, I really enjoy it. It's a great for the lifestyle friendly people, whether you eat, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free. Um, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, which we're all about here on Locked on Panthers. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. I went down to Athens, Georgia for a wedding a couple weeks ago, got the travel packs. It actually made it great for me. Woke up each morning after, you know, taking a couple of drinks the night before. Felt great. Had a ton of energy throughout the rest of the day. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Go do it right now. E-G-1. Okay, so I'm on the way from the NFL draft, and we are still in the middle of mock draft season, the worst time of the year. It was actually kind of fun, though. This has actually been a fun week so far. Looking at Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis on Tuesday, like, that was that was cool. We'll see what Matt Corral does later today. I personally really like Matt Corral. I thought he was really good last year in college football. He First weekend, it was at Labor Day night against Louisville down at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. He torched him. He torched the SEC throughout the season. I really am a fan of Matt Corral. And I think he has an attitude. I'm glad to see that he's healthy. I know people freaked the hell out when he hurt his ankle as if, like, he was never going to be able to play football again in that Sugar Bowl. And I kind of appreciate that he played in the Sugar Bowl as a college football fan. He wants to see these guys play instead of opting out of these great bowl games. And I understand why they do it. It's a business decision, and it's up to them, and I'm not going to sit here and criticize them. You know, just as a fan, it kind of sucks. I want to watch him play, and that's kind of the thing. We want to watch these guys play football. But I like Matt Corral, and I'm excited to see what he does later on today. And I'm excited to see uh, what Desmond Ritter, who held second round, that might – if they don't have a pick, unfortunately, second round, but if they can find a pick in the second round, that might be a guy worth looking at who can sit back for a year and help the Carolina Panthers, which, again – I bring up leads to maybe Sam Darnold starting in 2021. Don't hurt me. Okay. But Mel Kiper Jr. Mock draft 3.0 came out on ESPN.com on Tuesday. And he mocked Trayvon Walker defensive end from the University of Georgia to the Carolina Panthers, your Carolina Panthers, our Carolina Panthers at sixth overall saying the Panthers have struck out on the quarterback market so far. Yeah, no doubt. Although Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo are still available, but they are actually, they are clearly trying to upgrade over Sam Darnold, which I don't know if it's going to happen. Could they take Malik Willis or can you pick it here? It's possible. Coach Matt Rule is on the hot seat, and this could be his attempt at a big splash for 2022. Still, if he wants to win now, he's probably better off trading for a veteran and staying away from a rookie signal caller, which I believe is the same. I believe that too. Carolina could instead take a sizable edge rusher who is still growing into a six foot five frame. Walker just keeps rising in the pre draft process, as tested extremely well, has tested extremely well at the combine. He didn't put up. Wild numbers in college. He had six sacks for the national champs last season, but that's because of how dominant the entire Georgia defense was around him. He could put up better numbers in the NFL, and he's stout against the run, too. I love that. Scott Fitterer said, following the Tampa game during exit interviews on that Monday, that the Carolina Panthers could use a defensive end around 285 who could set the edge. Looking at Trayvon Walker, he's 6'5", Listed at 271 at Georgia last season. I don't know what his combine weight was and what it's going to be when he actually plays. 
but he's about what you're looking for. And if he's good and stout against the run, we've seen it over the last three, four seasons. Since the Panthers primarily went to an odd man front, they have not been able to stop the run at all. Linebacker play hasn't been good enough. Outside of Shaq Thompson last year, the linebackers weren't good. The year prior, when you had number 52, whose name we will not say here on this podcast, things weren't great. They need to be better against the run. And he potentially, and Trayvon Walker, could help Carolina. It would also point to Carolina instead of reaching for a quarterback. And I don't know, I mean, Mel Kuyper Jr. is suggesting that they trade for a veteran. What veteran are they going to trade for? They don't want Mayfield and they don't want Garoppolo. So at this point, who is out there? They could sign Andy Dalton. Not the answer, but competition. I, I don't know. And then a rookie quarterback, as much as we might love Willis, or you might love Kenny Pickett in Pickett, points to them having the best chance to win next season if he's the most pro-ready and if Willis could use a season away. Either way, I think both those guys get Matt Rule fired, which I'm sure, for a lot of you listening, would be the preferred scenario unless it's the quarterback that you don't want here long-term. Either way, just get whoever they – if they draft somebody, just get behind them. Let's move forward and not cry about it like we often tend to do here recently when it comes to the Carolina Panthers fan base. I don't mind a Walker pick. Best player available is how this should go. Scott Fitter has talked about that's what we want to do. We want to set up free agency so we, we can go in the draft and have options. They have plenty of options when they get the six. The only position of need you could look at is, I mean, they could take a wide receiver if you wanted them to. I don't think they would. They just drafted two last year. You would also love to get an offensive tackle. If they don't get a left tackle, that would be the key position of need, and there would be really no conversation. There could be a debate especially if they've not done anything other than Sam Donald and re-signing P.J. Walker. They had not done anything at quarterback. There will be a debate leading up to the draft there that week of whether they should take a left tackle or they should go out there and get a quarterback, even though the left tackle would start day one and the quarterback, in all likelihood, unless it's Pickett, would not start until 2023 when rule is likely gone. Again, something that a lot of y'all want to see. I don't hate best player available. And if Pickett or Willis is that best player available, so be it. I don't hate that at all. I also don't hate the thought of trading back and getting more assets after you had all these reactionary moves of trading to get CJ Henderson. And then, I mean, it doesn't count this year, but they gave away the six-year pick next season in 2023 for Stephon Gilmore. Just all the reactionary moves and going out there and getting Sam Darnold because you were panicked because Matthew Stafford didn't want to come here and Deshaun Watson was starting to have legal issues. And there wasn't, I don't know, they could have just stayed there and obviously got Mac Jones or... Justin Fields, but that was not what David Tepper wanted to do, and apparently that wasn't what Matt Rule and Scott Fitter and the Panthers brass all wanted to do as they decided, let's take a risk on a player who's terrible. And that risk, as I predicted, did not work out for them. BPA, best player available at six. That's fine with me. If they actually go with the best player available, I'm cool with that. I can't, You can't get upset about that, even if it might leave you wanting – a quarterback or I would imagine they've already figured, figured out the tackle situation. They would take, take a tackle there. I would think it's just not the preferred thing for me to give up more assets to try and trade back in if they have to do that. But sitting at six, Trayvon Walker, he fits a need that this team has. And that's the first time I've seen anyone mock him. It's usually been, I've seen sauce Gardner. Haven't seen that recently. He's seen the offensive lineman, whether it's Charles cross or Trevor pinning. Those are most, I think the most mocked guys, to Carolina so far, it's just, God, it's gonna be a long month, and I really and I know they're focused on, and maybe maybe they make another signing, but they seem to be pretty focused on the quarterbacks. Or one's coming out of college this week, and we'll have a better understanding, I'm sure, after this week of what they really want to do. 
if they want to get one of those quarterbacks, then they probably don't sign a veteran. And if they get a left tackle, that's going to definitely point to you and to me that they're looking at one of those quarterbacks or it could just be smoke and they're still going to go BPA and maybe they can fleece somebody and trade back. We'll see. That's all I got for you here on this edition of Locked On Panthers, hosted by your truly Julian Council, and we are part of Locked On Podcast Network. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Our fifth week, almost 600 subscribers. Let's get there by tomorrow morning or whenever you're listening to this. Let's get there now. Let's get to 700 by the end of the week and over 1,000 by the NFL draft at the end of April. Thank you so much, everyone, who supported the show so far by watching on YouTube. Now, you can still support the show without watching on YouTube. If you're driving every morning in the car and you're not going to pull up YouTube, which that would be weird. Why would you need to look at my face? Don't get in, don't get in an accident. Don't do that for me or because of me. You can listen to the show. And if I say something that startles you and you want to drive your car off the road, then I apologize for doing that. The way to do that is, by listening to Apple Podcasts, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars only, please. And you can also go to Spotify. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, answer weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Lockdown Panthers. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council or leave a comment on any of that week's videos on YouTube. And I will answer that Friday mailbag question on, well, Friday. So be safe, take care, keep pounding, and I will talk to y'all on Thursday. Goodbye.